Welcome to Manager Tools. Today's show, Favorite Candidate Interview Preparation Part 2. Today, we conclude our conversation on how to increase the chances that you'll get to hire your favorite candidate when he or she has to interview elsewhere in the organization. And now a brief message from our sponsors. Wait a minute. We don't have sponsors. Well, that would be folks like you who signed up for premium membership. So for those of you who have supported the show by signing up for premium membership, a big thanks. All right, folks, here we go with today's show. Our next point surprises a lot of managers, which is providing feedback on how your candidate did with you, right? So if you had a candidate who you just end up loving, right? You want to hire. And so you're going to send her forward to interview with your boss, but she made some mistakes in the interview with you. And so we're suggesting that you actually cover that with her. Yeah. Are you seriously, are you going to stay quiet about something your chosen candidate could improve upon based on your interview with her, hoping that she won't do it again? Well, I wouldn't want my boss to get the wrong idea. What if she makes the same mistake with your boss that she made with you, and it's a deal breaker for your boss, even if it was only a minor recoverable glitch with you, and frankly, it doesn't have any bearing on the job really anyway. I mean, you'd have to go, (laughs) (laughs) that's a a Homer Simpson. I mean, it's mind-boggling. Look, it does surprise a lot of managers, but this is a great way to get a sense of how your candidate will take feedback in the future right? We've got to directly address what our candidate did well and how he can improve. Were his answers too long? Did he handle our interruptions poorly or well? Did he forget the third part of your question? Hopefully every manager knows to ask multi-part questions. Did he communicate in your style or just stay in his own? Did he ask good questions? Did he follow up on those questions based on your answers? Did he stay away from no-no subjects like pay and benefits and promotions? If need be, folks, review our interviewing series podcast for guidance and evaluate your candidate's performance versus that standard. Look, how was he dressed? Nothing wrong with guidance there. Did he close? And, And frankly, we're just scratching the surface here. Yeah. Yeah, I think the point here is don't be shy, right? You you found somebody worth hiring. They're a great fit for your, your company and for your organization. You want to hire this person, so do the work and push him or her over the finish line. Yeah, exactly. So now after all that, now we're going to recommend that you actually practice interviewing with your candidate, which is going to, going to blow people's minds, I think. I mean, yeah. I mean putting yeah, in an this extra is, hour with the candidate so they're prepared this for the is totally. This is totally my favorite step. Dude, this is it. Okay, imagine you interview your guy or your gal and you're thinking, good, I want to hire this person. And then you give them a practice interview being your boss. It's another interview. You get to improve your interviewing skills. You get to see them through different eyes. You've already decided they're good. I promise you something. You're going to see their interviewing mistakes in an absolutely new light that you couldn't see before because paying attention to both content and process together, in other words, the actual answers they give versus the interviewing behaviors that detract or add to them is very hard to do. And you can forget about some of that and really focus. This will make you a better interviewer and frankly, also a better interviewee. Yeah. And you might find something that would cause you to say no now. (laughs) Yeah. Right. So look, 
Let's address the fact that the manager's going, gee, you guys are suggesting that I really need to dot my I's and cross my T's. It takes a long time. And yeah, it takes a long time. This is the most important thing you're ever going to do as a manager, right? So is an hour-long practice interview worth it for an hour-long interview with your boss? And here's the scary part. That's a one-for-one trade, but it's not really a comparison of an hour with them versus an hour of them with their with your boss. The real comparison is how many hundreds of hours this candidate will save you or return to you in terms of this one-hour investment if they get hired because your boss likes them, right? Is an hour-long practice interview worth it for hundreds of saved hours of your time over the next year? And the answer is you bet your you know what it is. It's a no freaking brainer. Yeah. Um, so look, and, and here's the way you do it. I mean, let's be, this is manager tools, right? Sit down for 10 minutes and write down 10 questions you think your boss will ask based on what you know, and you probably know enough, right? 10 minutes, folks. That's all. 10 minutes. Okay. Do the interview in person if you can. The phone is also fine. Phone is harder for your candidate, but in a way that's good. And if you expect him to do as well over the phone as you want him to come across in person, wow, that's great. If she does that, she's awesome. She's going to do great with your boss. And what you do with those written down questions is you write one question at the top of each separate blank page of whatever you're going to take notes on. And hopefully we don't have to beat everybody up that you do understand you have to take good notes, right? And um, you use each page to write their answer to that particular question. The blank page at the bottom actually increases the chances that you'll ask follow-ups and you won't try to conduct an hour-long interview in 20 minutes and then say, oh, you did fine. Another thing is you need to have the questions written down because if you're trying to think up questions during an interviewee's answer, you're not listening to their answer, let alone paying attention to their behavioral traits that may be working against them in an interview with the boss. Yeah, that makes sense. Let's go further, though. Let's talk about practice interviewing, which we've never done a cast on, and we'll hint at some things here, but we'll do some casts on this in the future. They're way harder than they look, folks. You have to take notes both on the content of your candidate's answers. In other words, will, will my boss think he's smart or she's smart? And on how well he or she delivers them. That's harder than just interviewing them. I do this for friends and for clients, although I haven't done it in a while, and it's just not as easy as it sounds. You really have to focus to get plenty of usable notes that you can feed back to the candidate. Hey, at this point in your answer, you said this, that's bad because of this. Try this differently. When you said that, I really liked it. It made me smile. When you did this, it bothered me. When you made that gesture in conjunction with this answer, it seemed discontinuous. Be careful about that. And then the mistake that so many managers make, and that is providing feedback as they go along. I learned this a long time ago in practice interviews. And, you know, I tried it the one way and it just worked better this way. Don't stop the interview to provide feedback as they go along. Let them interview all the way through before sharing feedback. Okay, and that that, I admit it. An hour-long interview is going to take you an hour and a half because you got a half an hour to give them feedback to. If you start giving them feedback during, okay, let's break, let's break role play here. I'll give you some feedback and then we'll go back and role play. It comes across stilted. It comes across funny. It comes across as not real. And then tell them... When you're doing it the way we recommend, tell them under no circumstances should you ever break the role play no matter what, because of course, that's the way the interview is going to be with their boss. It's not like you're going to stop with the boss and say, I'm sorry, I need a minute to consult with my psychiatrist, right? They're not going to do it in front of the boss, so they oughtn't do it with you. Yeah. Make it as real. Practice the way you're going to play. Yep. You got it. Now, bosses have this um, 
uncanny tendency to interview differently and put a lot more weight on questions that the candidate may ask than typically lower managers do. Do you, do you find that? I mean, that's kind of my experience. Yeah. I mean, the reason is because they don't want to get ready for the interview. Yeah. Right? <laughs> I was trying to be kind. But yeah. Yeah. Right? They're above the actual interview and they don't really want to have to work at it. And they make more of an issue of the questions that your candidate's going to ask. And you can't let, if you know that, and now if you're listening, you do know that, you can't let your candidate walk in and essentially walk into what is a weakness. I mean, I would have to say that questions are another one of those cases where the one I, the, in the land of the blind, the one I man is king. It's not hard to come up with questions and that we have an interviewing series cast on how to ask the right questions. And 80% of the questions I've heard in my life have been wrong or really dead wrong. Um, it's not hard to do it. It's not hard to get them ready. You can work with your direct directly to have them come up with it. And, and look, if you don't like their first batch of questions, make them do another set and say, you know, that's not good because this, not as good as that. And when the direct says, hey, what questions would you ask? Say, well, um, time out. Let, let's, you know, let me see what your thinking is. I want to get you ready for this, but I don't want to do it for you. Tell your candidate in advance that they're going to have to come up with good questions. Now, a question we often get, can I ask the boss the same questions I ask of you? And the answer is yes and no. It's not inappropriate for them to ask questions of the boss that, uh, that we've already covered, we've already answered, but only if the answer we gave to the question was one that called for an opinion or an insight or foresight, right? It's not smart to have a candidate ask the same questions of your boss that they did of you. If your candidate asks you, how many people do I supervise? Who's our biggest customer? Who's our biggest internal customer, right? These are questions that they should have asked you. And your boss is going to wonder why they're now asking him or her when the answers are surely factual and don't require any insight, foresight, or opinion. But something like, what's your opinion on what leads to success in this role? Of course, your boss thinks they asked you that question, but now they're asking the boss and the boss, by definition, will have somewhat of a different answer. You know, if you if they ask, what do you see as the impact of the company's international expansion on this role? Well, that may be a different answer than the boss gave, even though it may be one that that, that you uh, or maybe a different answer than you gave. But it's completely reasonable for them to ask the boss as well. It's OK to get your boss's take when it's opinion, insight or foresight. Yeah, good point. Yeah. So and I made a point earlier about asking them to redo them. Look, if the questions that you get don't impress you, you don't need to do a second interview, but you do need to ask them to rework them. And again, you know, there is a, an appropriate structure to a question, uh, and there is a right way to ask questions. And we don't have time to go into that now. It's in the interviewing series, but I can assure you there's a right way to lead into a question and then ask a question and then to be able to do a follow-up question as well. Right. And if you've been listening to our guidance at all, you know that thank you notes, follow-up, and communication are essential to end of an interview. So if your candidate is not aware of that, then you certainly want to fill them in on that. Yeah, this is a funny one. I tried to find it. I haven't been able to find it um, from somebody. Uh, we we just got a, a, an email from someone who said, hey, please tell everyone who listen, you know, mention in a cast or something that the value of thank you notes, because I wrote a thank you note to someone in my career search and I got a response back that was notably distinctive and they really feel that it made the difference in their job search. And, and yet I hear at the same time, I hear people say, oh, poo poo it. In fact, I think Wendy and I were looking at a website. Um, somebody just put out a big survey and 
something like 55% of hiring managers say there's no need to send a, uh, a thank you note, a handwritten thank you note, a quick email dashed off is fine. And both Wendy and I read that for the same thing. Oh, good. So, you know, a slight majority of managers don't think a written thank you note is necessary. So roll the dice. You got a 50-50 shot of not sending a thank you note to somebody who expects you to do so, right? (laughs) Only 45% of managers say, yes, you must. It makes a difference. But 55% don't. So look, the odds are on your side. I mean, you could go to Vegas with those odds. And if you played with a million dollars long enough, you might end up with a million uh, and 50,000. Of right. course, your entire million would be at risk, but, you know. Whatever. Right. Well, in those 55% who said they that one wasn't required, if they got one, they'd still be impressed. <laughs> they'd still be like, yeah, yeah. okay. I'm it's not required, that. but exactly. well, I liked it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, look, as I've said before, it amazes how often candidates put their best foot forward and then drag the other one behind it. They nail their time with us. They learn their first on the list, and suddenly they get lazy with our boss. And the most professional answer I have to that is, sheesh. You know what, what do you, what do you say? Like, dude, don't do that. Now I have to start over again, right? I whittle it down from 50 to 10 to one. You're the one. Now I have to go look at 50 to get to 10 to get to one again. And it's going to cost me money and time as well. Even if they haven't followed through professionally with you, demand they do so with your boss. Make their writing of a mailed thank you note a requirement before getting an offer, right? And look, here's the way you say it. Hey, look, um, you're going to go to a boss for an interview. You'll need to write a thank you note. Now, I have to tell you something. I haven't made the guy an offer yet. If he says, ah, I really don't do that. said, no, I'm, I'm not kidding you. You will write a thank you note. Oh, okay. I, I'm not really sure. Hey, let me be clear. If you don't write a thank you note, I'm not going to hire you, even if the boss likes you. Yeah, at this point, even if he writes a thank you note, uh, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, then it's just, a good. Just, just having that conversation is kind of a little bit of a turnoff for me. Yeah, and, and look, and folks, if you don't think this is normal, even if I still hire him, do you think he's just taking a little of the goodwill off the table? Yes, oh, yeah. he has. Yeah. yeah, and then he wants to negotiate with me about pay. I mean, I'll never forget the time that I started. I, I said, look, I'm going to make an offer and I'm very excited. And, you know, it's so hard to get hired here. And, and, uh, he said, well, you know, I'd like to negotiate on pay. I said, well, there's really not a lot to negotiate. I mean, what more are you going to offer me? He says, well, actually I was just going to ask for more money. Oh, so it's not a negotiation. You're not going to offer me more. You just want more money. He says, well, I don't think you appreciate how good I am. I said, you know what? I'm going to take the offer back. And he says, no, no, no. I really I said, no, I'm, I'm sorry. I, I'm, there were many, many candidates who want to work here. I saw many, many good candidates. I liked you the best, but there were three or four others that met the criteria. You don't want to offer me anything more. And yet you expect for me to give you more. That's not a negotiation. You want more money. I don't want to hire somebody who's about money. Oh, well, I'm really not. I'm really not. Well, you know, water under the bridge. And I'm sure he curses me. And if he's a listener, I can't imagine he would if he knew my name was associated with it. Uh, And I felt good about it. And it's funny how often as candidates, we are kind of, we'll let that slide a little bit. We, Oh, I'm not going to write a thank you note. And yet we get one as a boss to your point, right? We get one as a boss. We're like, wow, nice move. Folks, this is about nice move stuff to do with your boss. You want to eliminate every possible moving part that could flip to an O from your boss. And so that means they write a thank you note. And look, I'm, I'm telling you folks, maybe you think this makes me a bad manager. You'd have to ask Wendy about that, but I don't mind saying, look, draft one, call me and read it to me over the phone. And they're saying, really? Look, it's my boss. You're a reflection on me. Let's dot our I's and cross our T's here. There's no way anybody's going to think Mark Horseman's a, a, a dictatorial, um, you know, control freak, 
right? You're going to have plenty of leeway once you get here, but I'm going to manage this very carefully. And guess what? When you come to work for me and you have to go brief my boss, I'm not going to just wave at you and say, good luck. I'm going to do you the courtesy of prepping you in advance, listening to your presentation, thinking about it the way my boss would, making suggestions and ask you to present it again. And so when my boss sees you, he's going to say, wow, you're good. And you're going to think, well, maybe the sweat was worth it. Now, he's also going to think I'm good, that my people are always good. Why is it that horsemen's people always look good when they present with me? Well, horseman works harder at this kind of stuff because I think it's really important. If you're good, you ought to be worth writing a thank you note. And to your point, Mike, you're right. If a guy's not willing to write a thank you note, mm, strike one. And you only get two, so, right? We all want to work in a nice, polite, gracious environment. And a little little more graciousness in the world wouldn't be a bad thing. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, how, I mean, we we I always joke at conferences, right, about the the thank you notes I keep under my desk. Uh, it's harder to get to now because you know the notes come to the the headquarters, Mike's Mike's office in Virginia, and then they have to get forwarded to me. But I read them and I keep them. And I mean, I had somebody recently look at my briefcase and said, "You've got like ten cards in here." I said, "Oh, yeah, the thank you notes." I said, "From whom?" I said, "From from from applicants, you know, from from uh, members, people just writing to to say thanks." Yeah, I I save them all. Matter of fact. Uh, no requirement to do so, but uh, we did something nice for Wendy here recently. And what did I get in my mail today? I thank you yeah. from Wendy. And I tell you what, I keep them. Oh. <laughs> you know, don't you love it? Oh, yeah. I love it. I love it. Made my day. You know, I, w- look, we got a note recently from from an, uh, uh, um, a member, and it was an email note. Okay, so we're not saying that you're nice if you write a handwritten note, and you suck if you don't. Okay, but we know that a handwritten note is, I've said before, the saffron of relationships, the highest value spice there is, right? But this person wrote and said, just wanted to drop you a note to say thank you for doing what you do. I attended the uh, conference. Uh, when I got back to the office, I got slammed with end-of-year activities. I wasn't able to listen, continue to listen to the podcast at the same frequency I had been. Frankly, I started missing it. And then two things happened to completely blindside me. A family member passed away, and I got reassigned. And, you know, this guy goes on to say that dealing with the emotions of a personal tragedy are really, really hard. You know, the company was doing layoffs. I was involved in that emotionally, you know, as a part of the management team. I, I didn't see this reassignment coming with, and, and was told that on the same day that we were doing layoffs. And, and uh, so now I'm going to be in a different role. I'd been in this other role for two years. I was getting good at it. I was comfortable. And I'm throwing this curveball and I've got these other things going on in my life. And, you know, so he says, how do I deal with this stuff? He says, you know, I had a few discussions with my boss, you know, and he just goes on and he says, my boss really helped me out. And I went to him because you guys recommended it. And then he says, he listened to our cast about, I hate my new job. And, you know, part of our advice was shut up, suck it up and perform. And he goes on to say, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. And look, I mean, I don't know this person, but I suspect we're going to run into each other again. And I'll remember this note. Uh, and the person who wrote it is listening, and I just want to tell you, that note touched me at a time when I needed to hear it. And it was an email note. And yeah, okay, if it, it, you know, an email note will be okay, but a handwritten note is, is the way to go. And, and, and I'm sorry, we don't want to make this all about thank you notes. Let's go on and talk about follow-up. Look, if there's a reason for follow-up, make sure that they follow up with your boss as part of the requirement to you making an offer, right? Send a thank you note. And then, you know, maybe there's some sort of follow-up. Maybe the boss says, well, I'd love to hear more from you about this or that or the other thing. Maybe they just send a short email to the boss. And look, it's more likely that there isn't a follow-up requirement. But when they come out of their interview with the boss, they come and talk to you and you ask, what follow-up might there need to be? What did the boss say as next steps and so on? And you monitor your candidate, your favorite candidate, to make sure it happens. Wow. Yeah. 
Okay, so wrapping up, look, folks, your boss has an organization, an obligation, sorry, to her organization to make sure your hires have a future beyond just what you can see. You have a legitimate interest as well in hiring the right folks for you and for your part of that organization. This is the kind of natural tension that is necessary for an effective organization to function well. You got to see that tension, you got to embrace the tension, and you got to behave in a way to get you what you believe is right while giving your boss what she needs and wants. That means preparing your candidate for success. What we're recommending here isn't that hard. And if you do this, you might be in the minority. A lot of people aren't doing this, but it'll be the effective and successful minority and more importantly, on the most important thing you do. And what were our recommendations? First of all, again, your boss's right to pass judgment. Brief your candidate on your boss. Talk to him about organization and background and communication style. Describe the interview your boss is going to give. Give feedback on how they did with you. Do a practice interview and make special attention, pay special attention to the questions, and then definitely require thank you notes and follow up and communication. Uh, you do that, and you'll never lose a candidate, and your esteem will go up in your boss's eyes. Nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that at all. All right, my friend. Thank you. Thanks, partner. All right, we'll see you. Thanks for joining us today, everyone. And we'll hope to see you back here again next week. In the meantime, have a great one. So long.